Good morning everyone. Welcome to the Sunday service from Selsdon Baptist Church. Whether you're watching from home or one of those gathered in our church building, I hope and pray that you will feel the warmth of our welcome as we join in praise and gather around God's word. In spite of the restrictions we're all currently enduring, it's good to know that the life of the church goes on. But we would ask our Heavenly Father that he would make us more thankful for what we've received, more content with what we have, and more mindful of other people in need. So, before we join the worship team, let's catch up with what's going on through SBC News. This week's SBC News. I'm Libby. I'm Stephen. There will be a litter pick taking place on Friday the 30th of October at 10.30am. The main focus of our efforts will be in Ashen Vale area. So we'll meet at the junction of Ashen Vale and Bruce Drive and we'll work in groups of six following Croydon Council's COVID guidelines. Sanitised equipment and gloves will be provided. We'd be grateful if if you could let Jacqueline Barber know we're going to take part so she can order enough equipment. On Tuesday the 27th of October at 7pm, Trevor will be bringing a gospel reflection on Luke 12, verses 54 to 59. No excuses. And on the Thursday the 29th of October, join us for the next episode of FBC Chat where Martin catches up with Brian and Bib Sharp. This week is half term and the ministry team are taking the following holidays. Trevor Neal will be off from the 23rd of October to the 26th. Martin Wright from the 26th to the 30th of October. Denzel Larby from the 27th of October to the 3rd of November. And Kathleen Maddox from the 26th to the 30th of October. Any items for this week's news email should be directed to Teresa Nichols or sent to the email on the screen now. We are really excited to offer you and your family a mini photo shoot to make your Christmas card extra special. Each session will cost £15 and this is for you to get a selection of photos emailed to you, 15 custom Christmas cards with a photo and a personal message. Even better than that, all profit will go to international needs. We will be running the event on 28th of November, so gather the family, get most of your Christmas Eve Christmas jumpers on and get yourself booked on. Because of the government guideline, we are only able to welcome groups of five. Please use the link in the weekly news email to book your place and contact Martin. Many congratulations to our own Reverend Denzel Larby and his fiancée Jemima. He will be married at Selsden Baptist Church on Thursday the 29th of October. Do remember them in your prayers as they embark on an adventure of marriage life together with all the joys and challenges that brings. And finally now, uh, after... The Minister podcast is now live. You can find it on seven different podcast platforms. You can also listen via your voice activated devices. This, this has been, been SBC News. God bless. Finally, after two hours and 26 minutes. How are they meant to cut, cut that?
The song that we're about to sing is Great Are You Lord and it's a reminder of the breath that we have been gifted and reminding us that we should praise him for this breath and just appreciate the life that we have.
and Baptist Church. It's great to have you with us. We hope you're all safe and well. We're now going to go into a time of prayer. Yes, Father God, we pray for the situation of COVID-19. None of us wanted this to happen and you too, God, didn't want this to happen as much as we didn't. Um, so we just pray for breakthrough in this awful world pandemic that we all are suffering with at the moment, that it's all impacted everyone in some kind of way, God. So I just pray that you will put your miraculous healing hands on this COVID pandemic, God, not only for the United Kingdom, but the entire world, that there will be peace, that you'll continue to give us that sense of hope for a situation that actually seems quite dark and quite scary. So I just pray that you'll be with us all, particularly as we have um, started now to into tier two. I just pray that people will settle into these new restrictions 
and that um, it will do the right things. And we also pray for the government too. We pray that they will make the right decisions for us all to keep us, our loved ones, um, safe. And that is the most important thing, God. So I just pray that you'll really give each one of us that hope. Give us that sense of peace. Fill everyone with your Holy Spirit, Father. As we heard back in March, April time during lockdown, that more and more people would turn to prayer. So we pray that this time will be used for the good, as it says in Romans 8, 28 that people will turn to you, Jesus, that will be, begin to sow that seed in this dark time. So be with us all, protect us and our loved ones and keep us safe. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord, we, um, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Nigeria, Lord Jesus, during what's unthinkable what's happening over there, Lord Jesus. And we've got many friends, family, in this community in Croydon in London Lord who have family over there in Nigeria Lord and we just really pray for protection over the people there and what's going on over there Father God and we just ask for your peace to 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 go across that land Lord Jesus to go across there and just for protection of the people and for Nigeria to really feel your your comfort Lord Jesus your protection and your safety Lord and we just really ask for that situation over there to, to calm down and to you to just really take control father lord and just bring peace and safety over that nation lord jesus and also comfort like i said the relatives who, we, who are in the uk father who may be worrying about family or friends over in nigeria lord jesus we give this to you father god amen, amen. God, we pray for the wonderful, amazing occasion that is so special um, for Denzel and Jemima for their wedding day that will be coming so soon on Thursday, the 29th of October. We pray for them to have the most incredible, incredible, wonderful day um, to dedicate their lives to each other um, in witness of their closest family and friends, God. In such a time as this, being able to get married in a pandemic, God, I just pray that that, that day would just be full of so much love, laughter, and it will just be the day that they've dreamt of, and that you will just continue to be at the centre of their relationship. And as Jemima moves to Croydon as well, we pray for that to go smoothly, that she will settle in well, and that once they are married, that we, they will settle into married life so well, God. We welcome them both. Um, into in welcome arms into married life so we just pray that you'll um, give them that you'll fill them with your holy spirit god give them that sense of peace um, and that they'll just have the most wonderful day and that you'll be at the center of it amen amen and yes lord we just lift up your church family lord jesus our church family at Selsden baptist and we just um, lift up all of our members to you, Father, those who are vulnerable, those who are maybe feeling a bit alone at the minute, Father. We just pray that they feel your love and your support, Father God. And we just lift up um, as well, Lord Jesus, the, uh, the members of our church who have underlying health issues, Father. And just to my mind, Amy Davidson, Solomon, spring to my mind. And we just we lift up the others as well, Lord Jesus, who I haven't mentioned and um, we just really 
pray that these people, Father, feel your love and your support in this difficult time, Lord. And just let them remember, Lord Jesus, that when you're silent, it doesn't mean that you're absent, Father God. And just really help these people feel your love and your support. And we just pray for your protection and your peace and your comfort over these people, over our members, Father. And we we lift up as well um, Ruth, Ruth Manson as well. And we just pray you'll be with her and the family, Father, and keep comforting her during this difficult time, Father, Lord Jesus. And let her really feel your love and your peace and your support, Father God. And and Lord Jesus, we, we thank you that the church is open again, that we're able to, to go into your house, Lord Jesus, and whether we can go into the building physically, Lord, or we can watch these services from online, Father, we just, we thank you that we're still able to be church, that we're still able to learn, still able to grow, and Father, we're still able to communicate and get fed by you. Father, keep walking with this church in the coming weeks and months ahead, Lord, which looks so uncertain and so difficult. Help this church to be united and to walk forward together along the path you set out for us. Be with us all, Lord. Amen. Amen. We are reading Romans chapter 3, verses 21 to 26. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Today, we continue our series in Paul's letter to the church in Rome, and we're taking it from Romans chapter 3, verses 21 to 26, which Eleanor read to us a moment ago. How God puts things right. Now, I don't know about you, but one of the things I've noticed over years of reading the Bible is that there are many different styles of writing. When we read the Gospels and look at the way Jesus taught and how his teachings were recorded, we see that he often used stories to try and help his hearers get the point. When we read the letters of Paul, we find that he tells it as it is, and yes, he can put in some long words. If you're anything like me, I prefer the picture book approach over the Four Works Manual. However, even pictures can be misleading as anyone who has tried to build a flat pack piece of furniture will tell you. In today's passage of a, around 130 words, 
we find Paul's description of how God puts things right between us and himself. In that description, we find some of those long words like righteousness, justified, redemption, atonement, and depending on which translation you have, you might also find words such as propitiation or expiation. I hope that today I can give you the picture book explanation rather than the full works manual. At the end of the day, what is important is that as individuals, we understand how God has put things right for us and then come to our own decision as to the right response. The passage we're looking at starts with two words that require action from us. But now. But now means that Paul is referring back to something that he's just written about. So our action is to go back and find out what he has said. Now that bit I'm going to leave up to you. Suffice to say that he has been talking about God's righteous judgment in chapter 2. Paul recognises that there are factions in the church at Rome. The makeup of the church is similar to many others in the early years of the Christian church. There were Jewish Christians and non-Jewish Christians, also known as Gentiles. The Jews were very legalistic and placed a strong emphasis on obeying the law. God had made the law and he set the penalties for breaking the law. The Jewish Christians carried this emphasis over into their newfound faith in Jesus. So here we come across the first of those big words, righteousness. In verse 21, but now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Paul has been talking about the law that the Jews knew only too well. That had been their way to a right relationship with God. But Paul turns that understanding on its head with those two words, but now. Apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known. God, our Heavenly Father, our Creator, will always do what is right. He sets the standards. And up to this point, it has been the obeying of God's law that brought us righteousness <coughs> and into a right relationship with God. The righteousness of God now comes to us through faith in Jesus Christ, believing in him. Just to make it clear, Paul says there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The Jews, as God's covenant people, often looked down on the Gentiles. They thought that their position was somehow better because the law had been given to them. But Paul says 
there is no difference. Why? We have the answer in verse 23, perhaps the best known words uh, of this chapter. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Put simply, the glory of God refers to what and who he is, all his attributes and all his greatness. And that, dear friends, says that whether we like it or not, we fall short of his glory. We see it, we know it's there, but we can't fully attain it. It's a bit like archery. We see the target, we fire our arrows, but they always fall short of the mark. Last week, Trevor likened it to kicking a football at a goal. It's the same idea. We try to reach the mark by obeying God's laws or doing good things to try and earn points and get his favour. But it doesn't work. Jew or Gentile, it's just the same. Many people today, both inside and outside the church, don't like being called sinners. It doesn't sit well with them. But to sin is to break God's laws. And all of us, whether whatever our background, have done just that. So that makes us sinners. Let me tell you a true story about two of my failures. <clears throat> Not long after we moved into our house, I needed to do some work in our loft. I was being very careful, especially of that part of the loft I was in, as it wasn't boarded. And you know what happened? Yes, I put my foot between the joists and it went through the ceiling below. Second part of this. At one point in my career, I was working on an experimental computer system. This was in the days when a computer was as big as a wardrobe and 125 megabytes of remo removable storage sat in a unit as big as a fridge. Well, I'd been well trained on this system, but in spite of that, I managed to do something that shouldn't have been done and it broke the storage unit and brought the whole system to a halt for several days. Needless to say, I was not flavour of the month. What's the point of telling you these stories? Just this, the ceiling I was able to repair. It was within my ability and it wasn't an expensive job. The computer was a different matter. I had neither the expertise nor the considerable funds required to put it right. So the point is, some things we do wrong, we can put right. Other things we do wrong, we do not have it in us to put right. When we break God's laws, either intentionally or unintentionally, there is a price to be paid, a penalty. We can't put that right. Only God himself can. <clears throat> we cannot earn our own righteousness. 
Here's where the next two big churchy words come into play. And they're both in verse 24. Justified and redemption. <clears throat> the first of those words, justified, is a word that sits very well with righteousness, which we looked at a few moments ago. Righteousness here is about God's standard of being right and doing what is right. Justified is about making right. Anyone who can read will have come across this concept even without realising it. Let's have a little look. Here we have a, a page of type. Left justification is where all the words on a page come up to the left margin. If we take another page, we see that all the words are justified on the right-hand side of the page. And a third way we, we might see text that we read is where it's justified on both sides. The print comes up to both margins. So coming up to those margins, if we look back at verse 23, we read about falling short of God's mark. So if we think of that left margin as our standard and the right margin as God's standard, we need to find a way of getting from one margin right across the page to the other margin. <clears throat> we can't just click it uh, on the computer to get there. How are we going to get to God's standard? Well, there's good news and there's bad news. The bad news first is that we can't do it of ourselves. As much as we might try to obey God's law all the time and do good things, we still can't reach God's standard. The good news is that God himself has provided a way. That's where the other word comes in, redemption. From verse 24 we read, All are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. <clears throat> and Paul goes on to expand this in verse 25. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. God sent Jesus from heaven in order that we could be redeemed. So how does that work out? <clears throat> well, redemption is about payment or ransom. There was a penalty for sin that God said had to be paid in order that he could continue to be just and righteous. But as a loving God, he knew that he was the only one who was able to provide the means for that penalty to be paid. That was why he sent his only son, Jesus, to be our saviour and redeemer. Through Jesus' death on the cross, he paid that price. 
The other one, long word in that passage is atonement. And this is a concept very well known in the Old Testament where a sacrifice is offered as a covering for sin committed and the offerer places their hand on the sacrifice to identify with it. And the sacrifice takes the penalty in place of the one who has sinned. <clears throat> How then can we bring this all together? How does God put things right? Let's see if I can put it simply. Statement of facts. We don't come up to God's standard. We constantly break his laws and we don't have the means to put it right. Those are the facts. So, firstly, <clears throat> having a right relationship with God does not come to us by trying to obey his laws. Secondly, God gives us the means to get a right relationship with himself through faith in Jesus. God's Son, our Saviour, the one who paid the penalty for us, our Redeemer. Thirdly, to stand in a right relationship with God is a gift to us from God himself. It is his grace that we receive God's riches at Christ's expense. <clears throat> this means that salvation, our ability to have a right relationship with God, is not something we deserve or can earn. It's a gift. That's how God put things right. That is good news. <clears throat> I pray that each of us may acknowledge God's way of putting things right and with open arms through faith alone accept his gift to us today. <clears throat> Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you today and acknowledge just how far short of your standard we come. We ask your forgiveness for our sins. We thank you so much that you sent Jesus to be our Saviour. We thank you that by the shedding of his blood on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sins. And as we believe in him, as we have faith in him, we are made new and come into a right relationship with you. Thank you that you do not leave us struggling to find a way. But in your wisdom and kindness, your love, you make that way plain. We offer you our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we, clo we close our service today, we're going to sing again. Sing of Jesus my Redeemer. And we say thank you, O oh my Father, for giving us your Son.
as we close our service today, it's been great sharing with you, whether you are on your own with family, in the sanctuary, or maybe with friends. I hope that I'll meet some of you in the foyer of, we're via Zoom in a few moments, but I pray that all of you might have a blessed week. And now we ask Heavenly Father to give to us and all your people in times of anxiety, serenity, in times of hardship, courage, in times of uncertainty, patience, and at all times, a quiet trust in your wisdom and love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God bless you all.